Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now, when it comes to shocking aftermaths of wrestling matches, I think we all remember the Montreal Screwjob. I mean, how could you forget? WWE will not let you. But this is a list about the ones you don't remember. So instead of remembering Bret Hart for being screwed by the inferior Shawn Michaels, let's remember him as the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And let me give you a bunch of other aftermaths that have maybe slipped your memory. I'm Adam Nicholas, this is What Culture Wrestling, and these are eight shocking aftermaths of wrestling matches you don't remember. Number eight, Vince McMahon slams fucking horrible in your house for main event. As reported in the Wrestling Observer at the time, and anecdotally supported in enough autobiographies and shoot interviews that it feels completely legit, Vince McMahon apparently shared the sentiments of his dwindling audience at the conclusion of a rancid in your house four main event between WWE champion Diesel and the British Bulldog. The two had worked a horizontal leg stretch for the bulk of the exhausting 18 minute match and all for a cheap disqualification finish to set up Big Daddy Cool's Survivor Series defence against Bret Hart. Heard to yell horrible f***ing horrible as he threw his headset to the ground before walking to the back, the boss was presumably as displeased with the match as he was with the state of things in general. WCW Monday Night Raw had just launched and had a vitality that the WWF had lost and a year long push for a charismatic 7 footer had profoundly failed. Number 7. Awful Dark Order Beatdown Forces Tony Khan's Hand The December 18th, 2019 edition of AEW Dynamite was the last of the year, and thus stood to serve as something of a reflection point for the first few months of All Elite Wrestling's output at large. In that respect, and many others, this one couldn't have gone much worse. Having otherwise controlled the viewership and demographics for most of the Wednesday Night War up to that point, AEW surrendered both for the first time to an NXT brand that felt at its most vital in some time. The black and gold brand had built well off the momentum of an inclusion in the Survivor Series mix, and a show headlined by Rhea Ripley finally dethroning Shayna Baszler was everything both the loyal NXT fans and channel hoppers wanted to see. Meanwhile, over on TNT, they were given a muddled show with only flashes of the brilliance AEW would somehow later find in the pandemic-riddled 2020. A dynamite headline by an only okay SCU versus Young Bucks match was made even worse by a risable beatdown by the Dark Order that saw Phantom Punches miss Dustin Rhodes' head by a foot and Matt Jackson have blood pulled from his insides by hand. This was enough for Tony Khan, who allegedly took firmer control of creative operations from that point on. Number 6. WrestleMania 10 Masterpiece Draws the Ire of Randy Savage For over a quarter of a century, Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels have been celebrated amongst friends and peers for their awe-inspiring efforts at WrestleMania 10. They got each other over, they got the importance of the Intercontinental Championship over, and arguably, more significantly than both of those, they got the ladder match itself over. But unfortunately, it was not this rah-rah speech they received when they got back through the curtain. The contest was suitably and necessarily epic, but they'd either accidentally or willfully gone over their allotment 
lot of time on the night, and industry and company legend Randy Savage was going to let them know about it. He chewed them out, not just for disrespecting the restrictions placed upon them, but because the additional minutes of pay-per-view time they'd swallowed up resulted in a 10-man tag team match being pulled at the very last minute. 10 big paychecks lost because of some overindulgence was a crime Savage deemed worthy of being punished for. Number 5. Mike Graham's threat allows the Radicals to leave WCW. WCW knew full well that they might need an out should Chris Benoit do what he said he'd intended to in January 2000 and leave for the World Wrestling Federation alongside Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn and Eddie Guerrero. It mattered not that the company had given the Cripple an overdue World Heavyweight Championship and he told them as much too. The four of them were heading to what looked far more like the land of opportunity than their existing employers would ever prove to be again. As noted, the structure of the match did at least feed into this possibility. Sid's foot hit the rope right as he tapped and WCW were able to use this when Benoit did what he said and left. This entire process was made even easier for the new champion when WCW official Mike Graham created an HR headache. After confronting them backstage about the rumoured departure, it was alleged that Graham threatened significant physical harm on the new champion, had his actions with the belt, damaged his livelihood. Benoit took this straight to internal management, who granted all four future radicals unconditional releases to make the problem very literally go away. Number four, IC title refusal results in world title for Macho Man. On one of the most watched wrestling shows ever, a scene that took place behind closed doors ultimately changed the history of the industry's richest prize and indeed one of the kayfabe richest wrestlers. On the night Hulk Hogan was cheated out of the WWE Championship, eventually to be won by Ted DiBiase, Randy Savage was also slated to be the one to defeat Honky Tonk Man for the Intercontinental Championship. The two things needn't have been connected until Honky's hesitation made it so. The long-standing title holder fought off the decision to have him lose until an agreement was reached that the match here would end with a countout. Savage's thank you for making a concession here was more than worth it. He was booked to scoop the vacant top strap at the show of shows instead of the million dollar man. Ultimately, it's snafus such as this, why WWE actively wants wins and losses to not matter. But it's fair to say things were far spicier when they did. Number three, Finn Balor fades out of sight following SummerSlam 2016. It was very, very un-WWE to award a wrestler like Finn Balor a top championship on his first night on the main roster. Having existed as he had done up to that point on the European independent scene in Japan and eventually in NXT. He wasn't tall and though his body would pass any airport test, he's not exactly the kind of guy who'd walk through a departure lounge with his shirt off. Unfortunately, this rare change of philosophy from Vince McMahon wasn't comically rewarded. Balor won a work rate match with work rate moves, but injured himself in the process. The belt had to be vacated on Raw the following night, and Balor was such a forgotten entity in the aftermath that WWE didn't even script the character to fight that hard for his rematch when he finally returned. Number two, Edge draws Raw ratings never seen since. No, this isn't about Edge's first title win, the post-victory live sex show, or even his rather regrettable first loss, coming as it did just weeks after the first ever cash-in of the company's brand new money in the bank. This one is about numbers and how WWE never ever drew them again. The New Year's Revolution go-home show pulled a 3.65, but that leapt up to 4.3 for the live sex post-pay-per-view show on Monday Night Raw. It was the title change credited rather than the titillation when the show did the same number the following week, and categorically became an edge-based spike when the weeks afterwards drew 4.5s. It dipped slightly for the post-Royal Rumble Raw, the first with John Cena back on top, and never drew a 4.5 again. 2006's Raw average was one of the best of the 2010s, and came in at 3.9, over half a ratings point below what the R-rated superstar was doing during his first stint with the belt. The plan was always to move the belt back to Cena, but plans, much like any WWE card, are subject to change, and let's be honest, they probably should have here. At the very least though, it cemented Edge as somebody more than ready to remain in WWE's upper echelon. And number one, 
the end of a legendary WWE career. Shocking because WWE actually stuck to a stipulation and something you already don't remember because Brian Danielson has half erased his entire WWE career with a remarkable run in AEW as the American Dragon. An exhilarating encounter that many have pegged as the company's best match of the year, this Thunderdome battle saw Brian banished if he couldn't become Universal Champion and the stipulation was lived up to when he elected not to renew his WWE contract. Of all the accolades Roman has achieved since winning the title, this might well have been the one he could claim as his best, but also the one he could monetize the most had the company been willing to still promote Brian's name in promos. However, the Tribal Chief's victory has subsequently gone from being valuable to invisible. Or at least it has until WWE return the WrestleMania shout out favor and stick Brian's name at the top of Roman's victim list. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.